Welcome back to another episode of the podcast from the depths of darkness to the light of success. This show is all about sharing everyone's story. Doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, your story is valuable to me. We talk about mental health, addiction, suicide awareness, talk about anything that is going on in the world today, trying to break the stigma around anything, make people afraid not to talk about these things today. With no further ado, I would love to introduce to you my next guest, the founder of the Yellow Elephant Organization down in the United States, Michelle Cope. You want to take it away and let them know a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. My name is Michelle Cope. I'm the um, founder and CEO of the Yellow Elephant Ministries out of Georgia, the United States. But it was started in memory of my friend that died by suicide in 2015. And I'll go more into that. But I also have a daughter that's 10 years old, and I work now full-time with suicide prevention and trying to bring awareness to each county or each state day by day. And uh, again, if you want me to give more about the elephant now, I can. If you want me, whatever you want me to say, I will. (laughs) Well, so let's talk about the yellow elephant. Like, why did you create it? I know you said you created it in memory of one of your friends that passed due to suicide. What's more, let's talk more about that. Yeah. Sure. To give you the good background, I was, I had just lost a job back in 2015. And so I was not so good mindset. And I was at Walmart parking lot, a grocery store. I don't know if y'all have Walmarts in Canada, but it was just sitting there thinking I was supposed to go grocery shopping that day. I don't think I ever went, but I was just sitting there thinking about my friend, Christina, my suicide in 2012 and her love for elephants. And not many people knew she had a love for elephants. And one, she had one in her room that broke three nights before she died. It was like a little paper mache elephant. And I was just thinking elephant in the room. Everybody knows it's there, but nobody talks about it. And I heard the voice of God speak to me saying, hey, you need to go home and use your talent that you said was boring. And I was drawing. So I went home and I drew a elephant head, a pencil elephant head with a semicolon tusk. And I knew from the beginning I wanted it to be a decal so that when you put it on like your phone or car or computer or cup, that would start that conversation. So this was in lo and behold, remember I said I was without a job. In the next two weeks, I ended up getting a job at a decal place. They needed an administrative assistant. So that's where I was placed next. And I started working there. And the elephant became a decal. It was red originally. And of course, you know why I don't, didn't want to keep it red because of political things down here in the States. So I prayed for a different color and yellow was the color. And so I would explain to people, hey, like when you're at a red light, you go, you stop at red. I hope you don't go at, at red, but you stop at red, you go at green, but you hesitate and look at your surroundings at yellow. And it was just basically addressing, again, the elephant in the room. And I, as the months went on, I, we got it printed, changed to yellow. I felt that it was a long explanation. And with this being a ministry, it is faith-based, but it's not where we don't accept everybody. I, I love everybody. So I just wanted to put that in there because we all have battles, no matter who we are. It, with that being said, I um, prayed to God, said, God, give me please a simpler reason or more and I opened the Bible, it was John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. I'd never read that verse before. So as the um, month went on, I was invited to NAMI, which is the National Alliance 
for mental illness of Moultrie, the town I'm from, to go present the elephant. And I presented it. And one of the board members, she said, you know that the universal color for suicide awareness was yellow. So it was just all coming together. And so therefore, the support started there with NAMI. And it's has, has garnered attention. I knew social media is where it started on Facebook, doing a page. And again, this started all in memory of my friend Christina, but now has grown to where we're in almost every, like we've reached to several countries. We're in every state. There's an elephant in every state of the United States. And I think about three provinces. I don't know how many provinces there are in Canada, but I know there's at least three provinces provinces that the elephants in, and Ireland and England that I have sent elephants to. With that being said, it's the, still the same thing from the beginning. You see the elephant, it starts that hard conversation. It's simple enough for a 10-year-old to understand because in the United States, that's the first statistic year of statistics for suicide is 10. And even more in, alarming, it's the second leading cause of death since 2014 for 10 to 34 year olds in the United States. And we're just working on projects daily and um, bringing that awareness out. So how is your mental health today, Michelle? My mental health today is actually pretty good. Considering the stressors that I have going on personally, I'm handling it now more since I've moved away from, since I'm working in my purpose, my mental health has gotten better. Now I do have my days because I do struggle with PTSD. That's a, a diagnosis that I'm going to have to live with the rest of my life. But the way I deal with things has come so much further because of having a support network. But today I'm, I'm doing good. Like my coffee has helped that. But today <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm mental health. But I, I woke up in a, a good mindset other than nerves and just natural things. It's good today. So let's talk a little bit about the PTSD, if you don't mind. Where does that stem from, Michelle? Sure. Um, that's one thing I actually was very uh, scared to tell people about because I was never in the military or any sort of frontline service. So it was something that I held as a secret. I was diagnosed in 2008 after having a miscarriage. This stemmed from, I had like several counseling sessions and he just re relived several things that were part of just like in my life, I had traumatic events that happened over my life that triggered a lot of financial stuff. And so therefore, he listed four things that were triggers that could set off the PTSD, again, mostly being financial. I'm just growing up poor, just having, losing houses and stuff. But fast forward, I would always hear people that were in the military or police officers that had PTSD. And so that was another, that put me in a depression or anxiety because I didn't want to be seen as a false person. Oh, oh, she's got PTSD. She never served though. And then have that mocking. So I kept it quiet for a long time until probably about like three years ago. And the thing is that people don't understand you can get PTSD, not just from serving in the military, but that was where it all, they did these studies and people coming back from war and all mm -hmm. these things, but it can happen with anything. It can happen a woman or a man being sexually assaulted, a traumatic event, as a child, the list goes on concussions during from sports and the list goes on and on. It's oh, yeah. not just from serving in the military or being on the front lines, as you said, and stuff. So 
I, I would like to put that out there. That's bullshit. It is. It's complete um, BS because honestly, there's so many. I've been taking a lot of traumas, trauma classes. And right now I'm actually going through a CIT training. And just there are so many traumas that kids have been dealt that have just put a band-aid over. And therefore, in turn, 10 years, 15 years later, they're turning to drugs, alcohol, and other destructive behavior. And then realizing what they're after, if they get recovery, if they don't die by suicide or overdose, they're getting, and they thankfully, possibly, hopefully get recovery. I know a lot of their stuff happened. The reason why they started all this was when they were a child and it was never addressed properly. It was like they were passed on through school or their parents had too much denial. I'm not saying that if you have denial and you're a bad parent, that doesn't make you a bad parent. It just makes you not educated. And so that's another thing the elephant um, wants to do is open trainings up for parents in our communities. And because parents are the ones that need these trainings, we need to be aware of what our kids are going through. And again, not everybody that had a bad childhood, not everybody that's you know, gone to destructive behavior, had trauma happened in their life. But then again, I want to say trauma is measured differently for everybody. We all have something that affects us differently. A divorce at a young age or losing a home could be just as traumatic as getting um, molested. It's just a different way is how it's handled. So I just think that counseling for anything just needs to happen or have that child talk through and just make sure they're okay so yeah feel comfortable and make them let it be known that it, it, they're, they're comfortable talking with you you got to make them feel comfortable though you can't just mm-hmm. force it out of them either right. so yeah. sometimes like you said therapy would be a better route to go sometimes because they have all the tools in their tool belt to extract that information from the child in a proper and safe way Yes, definitely. Thankfully, state of Georgia, we have really not that many resources and they're recognizing that. And they've come together with getting a lot of agencies together, getting in schools, having what they call an APEX program where there's counselors, like licensed psychologists within the program. And so therefore, if somebody is going through an event that needs counseling, kids all the way down to kindergarten through seniors can get paid for counseling, which is huge. And not every county has it yet, but most of them are getting it because over half the counties in just our in our state do not have a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist. And that's there's 167 counties. And um, most of them are up close to Atlanta. That's very scary that you don't even have licensed psychologists or therapists or anything in some counties. That's unfortunate. So how did you get your idea or concept for that yellow elephant? And I know you said it was because of the suicide. It was the color for suicide and it was your friend's favorite animal. But what else went into that concept and the idea behind this? And how did you grow the yellow elephant from where it was? A lot of hard work and just a lot of determination, self-care. But the concept of the elephant just came from day one, honestly. it's just And it's just grown. I have had to do a lot of research, but the elephant in the room is a common adage that people say, oh, you got to address the elephant in the room. And as I've done this, this has progressed more. We've noticed that we've done what they call memorial elephants, which are elephants that are family members or friends come to us and we design an elephant in memory of them. A group of elephants is called a memory of elephants. And so their elephants have a huge memory. 
a group of them is called a memory. And that was just another branch of where we're going with the elephant. And um, the concept is just basically it's there. We need to talk about it. And then even after they've gone, we need to keep their memory alive and that they were a person that had all these likes and dreams. And so we have a page on our um, website that's called Memory of Elephants that has all the different memorial elephants. It's just, we just started that, but, and we have what they call solidarity elephants. Like I did one for Canada. <laughs> we had one for Canada. We have one for different things. We have a police one. We have a firefighter one. We have one for abuse. It goes through about 30 different elephants for that kind of, or even, but the yellow one is the main one for basically suicide awareness and also just a light in the darkness. We just want, it's, it has that little light bulb shape. If you can see it's like, and it's just basically, like I said, from the beginning, it's a simple, get that conversation and it's been simplistic, but now me working full time, finally, we're able to, we have that foundation built. Now we're building the walls to get more, maybe hope, possibly have some programs, more support groups and um, start having chapters around not only our state, but around the nation uh, instead of just being a social media platform or getting more of a groundwork done. No, it, it did answer. And it's amazing to see how much it has grown though, too, because I, came across the other day the canadian elephant i I love that and you tagged me in it and and i truly appreciate that you've come a long ways from where you were just drawing it on a pencil then it's that created a job for you at a decal place (laughs) and to see how far it has come and grown now you have all these different elephants for all these different organizations and and uh, categories and stuff so it's amazing to see the growth in it michelle keep doing what you're doing it's an amazing thing for sure Thank you. One of the coolest things was, and I'll give a shout out to them because it's an amazing show. It's the million little things. If it wasn't for them, I would have never become a 501c3 because I was sitting on that um, becoming a nonprofit. It was like a fear. And it was, it's a crazy story what happened. And I don't, if it, is it okay to share with you the way this all happened? Or uh, I just felt I was actually about a couple of weeks before it was in December, I tweeted to the creator of the show, Nash, it would be awesome to send some elephants to them to show. And a lot of people don't know what the show is about. It's about four friends that lost a friend to suicide. And it's about to start the fourth season in August. And going back to that, so I said, hey, it would be awesome to send some decals to you. And honestly, this is one of the craziest things that happened to me. I was on my way to a funeral of a young man that died by suicide. It was my first funeral going to someone that died by suicide since my friend died. And I was getting gas and I get a ding on my phone and he Nash replied, the only thing stopping you is you and the post office. I was like, oh, that's a challenge. <laughs> you know. So I took a challenge and said, oh gosh, of course I didn't go and respond right then because I was going to the funeral. And so I got back home and a couple of days later, I noticed that one of the actresses was on Instagram. So I sent her the, the screenshot of the tweet and a little bit about the elephant. I didn't respond. I didn't get a response from her per se, but an hour later, I all of a sudden I see one of the actresses on the show like the, the Instagram and then commented on a post and then, okay, I'm going to send her the exact same thing I sent the other actress. So I did. I sent it to her and she responded with the address and gave me gave me a 
a date to send it by. So I sent these elephants to them, not thinking anything. I didn't ask her to do anything. I did. And then it was like Saturday again, my phone goes ding. And then an actor by James Tupper, he posted a picture with the elephant, the yellow elephant. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and he gave a shout out. And then about an hour later, the other actresses gave a shout out. And then within the next month, there was like um, six, half the cast did a shout out of to the elephant. And that just said, I was hearing the voice of God saying, hey, I can make this so much bigger. You need to do something. And so I I was like, okay. So I went, formed a board and we became a 501c3. And that's, and that's where we're at now. So that is what gave that fire under me to start the, the elephant more so to make it more, to move, protect it and move it forward. That's amazing to see you just taking the time. It's funny the way social media works these days, if you use it properly too, like you did asking if you could send these yellow elephants because of the basis of the show, Million Little Things. And all of a sudden, the actors, the actresses, and everyone that's in the cast is sort of talking about it on their social medias and stuff. That's an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that, Michelle. You're welcome. I just felt that was such a huge part. And I, I just, and they're still supportive and they're still where I can reach out to them. But of course, they're busy and and they can't respond to everything, but they're so receptive to not just the elephant, but so other, so many other organizations. And to have a show and actors and actresses that do that shows why they're successful because they're going for a fourth season and the show just keeps getting better to me. But anyway, that was my channel's plug to them and they're pretty good group of people. They, they really are a good group of people. James Tupper, especially too. I've chatted yes. with him and stuff like that. And I have him coming up on the show sometime soon too. So that's that'll awesome. be a good episode. What gives your life meaning today, Michelle? Knowing that we've started a conversation and that we are letting people know they're not alone. Uh, knowing that I'm not alone in this battle and that I'm not the only one that wants to pursue this, to get this out there and that it is needed. And it's not just something in vain and that my friend's death wasn't just a death to suicide but it, her living her life is bringing meaning to so many others and healing that's the purpose there's so many it's like a complex but simple it's just the meaning of just helping others and also not being lonely in that and self-care that's another thing that's i've had to start doing a lot which in this process and what, what does that look like for you? Like with your self-care, what do you do for yourself to take care of you? Self-care for me is having that time for myself, that quiet time every morning, having that time to reflect, whether it's just just a sitting on that bed and just giving that time, walking away from the elephant at times, walking away, regain myself, like not fully walking away, but just walking away because it's such a dark subject. And knowing I have to get some clarity, I need to get some, maybe go talk to somebody, go to counseling myself. If I have to take medicine, um, I will take medicine. Just reaching out to people, having have some apps that I have on my phone that know that I have trusted people. If something happens to me or if I go through an episode, say I do have a, I get triggered and it's a point where I've never dealt with. I have an app that they'll reach out to them and it's just being prepared. And being living life day to day, but also having a plan because you never know. And I don't want to leave my daughter alone. I want her to make sure she's 
taken care of and just just making things that are taken care of is self-care to me, making sure that I don't avoid stuff and head on because avoiding stuff makes it so much worse. And that was one of my biggest stressors in life. I, I feel you there. Like avoiding things does not make it better. Or does not make that situation better. <laughs> you got to face those fears, face those problems head on sometimes. And, and sometimes it doesn't, it's not going to be pretty. But once you get through and push through to the other side, you'll be like, holy shit, it wasn't really that hard, but it, it seems really hard in the moment. But really, it isn't that hard. You just got to push through and push yourself through it sometimes. And, and like I said, it's not going to be pretty, but it'll be much better on the other side for sure. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I was an avoider and sometimes I'll find myself avoiding some things and I'm just like, no, you got to do that. And it's so much growth when you got to. When you grow, it's just, you just learn stuff and evolve. You learn what you need to get rid of in your life and what you need to bring on. And to know the difference between wants and needs is another huge growing aspect. Most definitely. And and it's so true. Like when you see yourself grow, you're like, holy shit, like <laughs> I can do this. Yeah. You know, it it yeah. really wasn't that bad. Oh my goodness. Like doing these like COVID has brought out, I hate doing videos. I hate, um, like I, I used to just despise my voice and, but COVID's like, no, okay. God, I think this was God's way of saying, Hey, you're going to get out of your comfort zone. And I've had to do so many zoom meetings and be right there. Cause I can talk in front of a crowds, like in person, no problem. But this one-on-one -on -one, it's kind of, it's a lot the introvert in me, it just wants to like avoid it, hide away, but I can't, I have to, <laughs> to move forward. I have to do this. So it's been a great growing, like COVID has been horrible for a lot of people, but I do have some positive. They thought that suicide, suicides were going to go up. The attempts did go up, but the suicide completions have gone down since the first time since uh, like 2019 was a peak year for suicides. It was a huge year, but they've gone, started going down. And in my community last year, there was 16 suicides, which is only at 35,000, but they were all pre-COVID. And then this year, at this time, last year, we had 11 suicides at this time. This year, we've only had one completed suicide in our community. So that's a huge, and that's, they're finding that across the board where there's been a decrease in Attempts have gone up just because of, especially with teens and um, stuff, but that's in the United States. I don't know worldwide. I don't, I don't think the number has gone down. I think it's pretty much the even, but in the United States for the first time, it started, they saw it was like only a very small percentage, but it did go down. I'm okay with the 1.6% down of suicides. That's some hope, but there has been a spike in other places, other groups that have spiked that need to be looked at like the african-american male has definitely spiked men of all ethnic from 40 to 65 is still increasing so those are definitely ones that we need to take a look at and also the ages are getting younger for suicide attempts like six and seven eight nine and those are definitely things we need to look at yeah most definitely you we do need to look at that because i've heard in the statistics up here even in canada that the age group's getting younger and younger. Mm -hmm. And I find it's the the broken systems though, like the help isn't there. Like we had a case down in Eastern Canada earlier this year 
a young woman, she, I wouldn't even call a, a girl, she's a teenager still, went to the hospital seeking help. And they told her she would have to be put on, it would be two weeks before she could see a psychologist or a psychotherapist to get the help she needed. And I think within two days, she had gone and committed suicide because they sent her away from the hospital. They didn't even bring anyone in. Like it went, there was, shit hit the fan. Let me say, I, I do know that it made national news and stuff like that. And a couple friends of mine did some research and even a guy, another fellow podcaster up here did an episode about this though. And we chatted about it on his episode on mine too. It, it just outrages me that you would send someone home that's wanting help though. Like, no, we can't get you help for two weeks. Oh yeah. And then the help here is, is the same thing as state by state. Um, in Georgia, it's 1013 where you go for 72 hours, but then the help that they have afterwards is so either expensive, like $30,000 a month or just horrible. And you just basically get sent home without the resources to um, treat your loved one that attempted suicide. So that's what we're doing with Elephant is we're like one of my dreams and maybe is open a place that's kind of you are her trainers hospitals. It's a free hospital for kids that have disabilities down here in um, the States. And my brother grew up, he has cerebral palsy. So he went to him. So I saw how beautiful they were, how well they were taking care of the, of the patients and the doctors, everything was free. And it, I know they have one for mental health in Philadelphia. I think it's in Pennsylvania or wherever, but I want to have that down in rural Georgia, have a hospital or a place that people can come to or teens from 10 years old to 18 to get that proper care. And not necessarily do they need to stay there, maybe have that different levels. And if they do need to stay, have a place for the family or caretaker to stay, like the Ronald McDonald houses, and that's my pipe dream. And it may happen 10 years from now, but who knows? It would be amazing because I had a friend, her daughter attempted suicide and she went off to Atlanta, stayed for about a week. Then like four months later, I attempted again. And now, and then went down to Florida for extended care, but it cost them $30,000 and they had to put their house up for a second mortgage. People should not have to do that for proper care. We treat no, diabetes, no, we no, treat no, no. Yeah, we, we treat people, and the good thing about our community, we actually got a grant for a mental health residency for doctors to come. So, well, and to have that in a rural community is amazing, but still, there's so much work that needs to be done. And another thing that we want to do with Elephant, as you had mentioned about the CTE, the accidents from concussions, head injuries that happen to cause a lot of the suicides or aggressive behavior in athletes later on in life or even when in the early 20s is something that we want to do is part of the physical has have kids when they first start sports, maybe have a MRI done to see where their brain's at, at five or six, voluntarily, of course, because they may have reasons why, and then have the scan done again after five years of playing just to see if there's any differences and seeing if they are at risk for possibly getting signs of having CTE. And that those are two things that long term that we want to do with elephant. And anyway, I just wanted to share that. <laughs> so because there's so much. No, I appreciate you. No, I appreciate that, Michelle, and spreading light and stuff like that. That's what we're here to do today. So what keeps you interested in your goals and dreams, Michelle? My daughter's one, the future. She's and then also seeing her, the changes that have been made and the support. Just knowing again that it is a need and that just uh, 
it just keeps me each day when you have people say, hey, I want to help. I want to be there. Even the days that they don't, I just, again, I see my daughter. I see my friends and their friends, their children. The future is where I want to just keep on going and plant that seed, possibly things that I'll never see happen. But I, I have hope that it will be brought through the future. That's what keeps me going is that this work won't be done in vain. Again, it'll be continued on and even more of a more sought out. No, I, th- th- that's amazing. And that's that's what keeps me going sometimes. Like my kids seeing what I can do to plant that seed for their future, mm-hmm. whether I'm around way down the road or not. But I want to plant that seed of love, compassion and hope in them that it is possible to do the things you set yourself out to do. For sure, I appreciate you sharing all those things. And before we go today, Michelle, where can everyone find your organization? Where can they follow you on social medias if you'd like to plug those in? Sure. Share away. Sure. Um, Our website is the Yellow Elephant. Um, dot org. And then we're on Facebook, the yellow elephant. You just can look up the yellow elephant on Facebook. And then at Instagram, it's at the yellow elephant movement. And then on Twitter, it's at T Y E movement. And then we're on YouTube as the yellow elephant check-in is what we're on YouTube. So those are where we can find us. Thank you so much for coming on to share everything about yellow elephant and how it was created. I learned a lot from you today, Michelle, that I didn't know about suicides and the statistics and stuff. And you shared a little bit about your story that I didn't know yet either. So I appreciate you and I'm honored to have you on my show today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I hope you learned something about suicide awareness and never to give up on your loved ones. Always reach out, let people know in their day-to-day life that they are worth it. And I want you to know that every one of you are worth it. Thanks again to Michelle for coming on to share her story about the yellow elephant movement that she started a few years ago down in the Georgia area of the United States. She's done an amazing job raising awareness for suicide and that elephant. I can't wait to get my elephant as well. Thanks again though to Michelle for spreading the message about suicide and suicide awareness. You're doing an amazing job. Go check her out over on Instagram at Yellow Elephant Movement. If you liked today's episode, please go give me a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or leave me a voice message over on Anchor FM. You can also follow the show over on Instagram at Depths of Dark Side. Next guest coming up is Trey Burns. He's an amazing human being from the Nova Scotia area of Canada. We'll be talking about his broken home, childhood trauma, ego, the gym life, the negativity in the gym life as well, and his bodybuilding career that sort of took some negative turns, but he's learned so much from it. And also the five love languages. Let's find out what Trey's is in this episode. Can't wait to share this one with you guys. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Stay safe out there, folks. And take care.